now we got Matt Barrels. Matt Barrels, the athletic, covering the 49ers for many, many years, formerly the Sacramento Bee. We trust his judgment. And, you know, a lot of people are making a big deal about the first two days at camp. They're not wearing shoulder pads. They're not hitting it. They won't do that until Monday. But obviously seeing Brock Purdy back on the field quicker, you know, than we anticipated this offseason was a sight to see. And Brock Purdy, it was a great feat that he was on the field. But, Matt, I'll start off with this as we say thank you and good morning to you. Is there any inkling? <laughs> is there any inkling that Brock Purdy may be rushing himself back because what's on the line this season for him and the 49ers? No, I don't think so. I mean, um, they've got so much sort of uh, not a lot of money invested, but so much of the season invested in him that I don't think that they would play around with that. I mean, Brock Purdy is absolutely pressing for all the reps he can get. If it were up to Brock Purdy, he'd be practicing every day, and he's on this uh, two days on, one day off schedule. Um, so um, he, he, you know, any quarterback, any NFL player is going to want to get in earlier than uh, maybe the doctors and uh, the, the team officials want, and uh, Brock Purdy is no different. But I don't think that he's pressing too far. I mean, I, I think that they would be overly cautious. Um, my point is, if you ask Brock Purdy, he could be going 100% all the time. That's how good that arm feels. That's how much confidence he has in uh, in that, that surgically re- repaired elbow. How much uh, leeway you think we've got going here in terms of the other players, the coaching staff, um, getting him ramped up? There's so much like win now, win now, win now. Everybody's got this sense of urgency. Everybody wants to make top dollar and win a Super Bowl. How much runway do you think he's got here? Because I was watching Darnold yesterday, and it's one day. Darnold looked really good. And it does feel like, you know, this league is not for long. That's why it's the NFL. And so how much of a runway do you think he's got here to ramp himself up before people start pressing? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought Sam Darnold was the best-looking quarterback uh, on Thursday. I mean, that could change. He wasn't the best-looking quarterback on Wednesday. Agreed. Uh, yep. So it, uh, it it goes from day to day. But, I mean, your, your point is a good one. Um, and it, it, that was something that Brock Purdy absolutely understood last year. Remember, he took over during a time when the 49ers had gotten on a roll. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo in that offense was, was humming. When, uh, when when Garoppolo got hurt. And so uh, Purdy felt that responsibility. Like, I've got all these stars around me. He's in that uh, that far corner locker. And he's within, you know, a few feet of George Kittle, a few feet of Christian McCaffrey. Um, so, and, and he's a 22-year-old guy, uh, the, the last pick in the draft. He absolutely felt the onus of what he had to do. And, and to his credit, he's, he stepped forward. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, it never seemed to overwhelm him. So, uh, you know, based on that, I don't think it will. But um, it's an excellent point. I mean, um, you know, all the questions this week are about windows and how long can the 49ers keep this group together financially and how long, you know, with, uh, you know, Kittle entering his 30s, some of these guys hitting their late 20s, how long are they they're going to be this talented? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's the very reason why the 49ers like Purdy so much is because um, he can sort of uh, operate the system. Um, he doesn't have to be a superstar. He can be a distributor. He just has to make the right decisions. And 
um, kind of, you know, uh, divvy the ball up to, to who's uh, open. He's basically an extension of Kyle Shanahan. I, I think that's exactly why Shanahan likes him so much. Um, but but you're absolutely right. If if this team falters coming out of the gate, and it's the quarterback who's faltering, yeah, I mean, um, absolutely. I, I don't think it's going to be a uh, you know. I, I think last year they went into that season uh, committed to Trey Lance, and they were going to kind of suffer through some some bumps and hiccups early on because they knew by the end of the season he would be a lot better. I don't know if they have that level of patience yeah. with Brock Purdy just because, not not anything to do with Purdy and, and his uh, issues, it's because, um, you know, the, the, there's so much talent on this team and the expectations are so high. No, that's a great point, Matt. We've been talking about that all morning. Matt Barrow's here from The Athletic. I couldn't agree with you more on that point. Uh, speaking of which, the other quarterback, because I agree with you, Sam Darnold to me was the best quarterback on the field. He anticipated threw with Zip, that beautiful ball he threw to Debo Samuel on the sideline, one to Ayuk. Darnold did look good. He did have some mistakes, but out of all the quarterbacks, I thought he looked a more polished. He was a more polished one. Speaking of which, Trey Lance didn't get a lot of reps yesterday. Where's the staff at with Trey Lance? Where's the commitment level to him uh, from what you've heard so far about Trey Lance? Well, I mean, you can just kind of uh, look at it from a, a rep standpoint. Um, he's essentially getting the same number of reps as Brandon Allen's getting. Uh, so it's a far cry from last year when they were just trying really hard to give him um, uh, as many reps as they could because they were trying to accelerate his, his learning curve. So, you know, basically they're telling him, you've got to make do with what you have. You, you're basically in the, in the Brock Purdy role uh, from last year. Purdy got scant snaps last year. Uh, but he made the most of them, and um, that's what they want to see from from Trey Lance. I don't think it was a very good practice for him. Um, you know, I have to have the caveat here of saying it's it's been two practices, so you can't read too much into this. But, no doubt. You know, during during the individual drills, he's just kind of throwing um, on air to receivers, um, running backs, tight ends. He hasn't been. You know that, that's where you should be 100% accurate. You know, you're, 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 there's no defender in your face. There's nothing, and he's been a, a little wobbly. Certainly on on Wednesday, um, and he got better as the, as the practice went on. But that's the kind of um, you, you don't have that leeway anymore. You've got to be uh, spot on from the start of practice to the end of practice because there's so much competition. Um, and uh, we haven't seen that quite yet. I will say that one of the biggest plays, and, and probably one that probably got little notice, um, was uh, one in which uh, Lance didn't find anyone open, and uh, he ran to the outside, and he outran a safety to the corner. And it would have been in a game, uh, you know, 25-yard gain on, on a third down. Um, and in a game situation, that would have been a massive play that, you know, you, you, you rerun the, the, the replays over and over to, to kind of underscore how big it was. In a practice, it sort of gets uh, cast off to the side and it doesn't show up in the, in the daily stats that we put out there. But that's the sort of thing that he gives you that really none of these other quarterbacks do. Uh, so I, I think that has to be kept in mind when it comes to Trey Lance. His uh, completion percentage might not be as high, but he's going to have those big gouge plays every now and then that uh, perhaps these other guys don't have. 
Yeah, I thought he looked a lot better in the drills yesterday than Wednesday, and then but that then performed weaker in the team drills yeah. uh, on Thursday yeah. than he did on Wednesday. So it was like a reverse day for him. Um, the Brandon Allen thing, though, is just I find it baffling. I don't get it. I don't see it. It doesn't pass the eye test. I don't get why they're wasting time. Like if Darnold today, for example, when they flip-flop who's QB2, if Darnold has to wait 20, 25 minutes in between, you know, team reps, to me that's a disservice to the team. I don't get what they're trying to accomplish with Brandon Allen. Do you? Well, I can only think that part of it is is looking ahead. Um, and, you know, it, it, let's say everything goes according to plan. And Brock Purdy is the guy all season. They they basically commit to Brock Purdy being their starter for the foreseeable future. Then you're in a scenario where you trade Sam. I mean, you trade uh, Trey Lance probably in the off season, and Sam Darnold is a uh, is a free agent. So you get a pretty high uh, draft pick, and what would it be the 2025 draft for him? Um, in that scenario, now you're looking for a backup quarterback, and you would have Brandon Allen. You know, already well versed in your offense, he's a lot like Purdy in a lot of ways. Um, but you're right. I mean, um, you know, talent-wise, um, he's clearly the the number four. Um, and you know, most teams only have three right. quarterbacks. So um, yeah, it is uh, it, it, it is interesting. Um, you know, I, I will say that. Um, uh, Shanahan and and his coaches saw something in Purdy last year, before the rest of us did. When when Purdy started getting number two reps, it was a it was almost baffling. Like what what what's what's going on? Mr. Irrelevant is is now in, in the number two role. Uh, so they recognized something in him, and perhaps that same recognition um, is uh, is is being done with uh, with Brandon Allen, but. You're right. In terms of arm strength, in terms of potential, in terms of upside, boy, Darnold and uh, and Lance seem to be far ahead of uh, Brandon Allen. Matt Barrels here from The Athletic. Does a great job covering the 49ers. We had a great article uh, this morning, too, uh, in The Athletic about the defensive line and his defense. Steve Wilkes is quoted as saying, I've never been around anything like this when referring to the defensive line. And Javon Hargrave, even without the pads, had a huge impact on practice yesterday. It is great that you wrote about it because the strength of this team is still the defense, and they look like they're going to be as good as ever, Matty. Yeah, I mean, the question is, are they better than last year? And um, I, I think the answer is yes because of Javon Hargrave. I mean, he just gives them something that they haven't have. I mean, you, you saw kind of spurts of that type of player um, with uh, – E.J. Jones, I think it was the, the 2020 season when he yep. got a lot of reps, a lot of pass rush reps. Uh, but he only had three sacks that year. Um, this is a guy who, you know, theoretically is going to deliver double digits from that spot. He's just a different animal than they've had there. They had the two twin towers in uh, uh, Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner, and, and uh, uh, Javon Kinlaw is sort of similar in stature to those two guys, but Hargrave, I mean, he's just a hair over six one, and he's what three hundred and ten pounds. Right. It's just, um, I, I wouldn't want to be um, an Aaron Banks, for example, six five guy, uh, trying to, as you know, it's like uh, it's like uh, trying to get a hold of a greased bowling ball. I mean, he just flies across the <laughs> line of scrimmage and is so low to the ground, uh, very disruptive, got powerful thighs. 
um, exactly what uh, they were looking for there. And so the question is, what kind of um, um, domino effect does that have for Eric Armstead? Does it have for uh, Nick Bosa? And then does it have for that that uh, other defensive end, which we don't know the identity of that guy yet? Um, that's one of the sort of more intriguing mm-hmm. parts to this very complete team is who's going to be the starter on that uh, end position opposite Bosa. Well, I'm glad you that kind of leads me into my you know a little question here. I think it's going to be Drake Jackson. I think Drake Jackson is flashing. I'm seeing a guy that's that's starting to pop. He made a nice play multiple times on Trent Williams yesterday. So if there's a guy whose stock I'm buying on either side of the ball, I'm going to go Drake Jackson on defense, and I'm going to go this Willis kid at tight end who Bonte Willis, pointed yeah. out. I, I really like the upside that he's got. Are there guys on either side of the ball who you're betting on who are maybe under the radar who could be players this year? Yeah, I mean, it's so hard on this team because it's so complete. So, you know, where are these guys going to find um, find reps and stuff like that? I mean, it, it would come through injuries, I think. Um, you know, there's some, some rookies that I've been looking at. Jalen Graham, for example. Um, you rarely see a rookie line up at middle linebacker. Mm. Um, and he did for a time last week, I mean, you know, uh, this week. I mean, it's with the, the third-team defense, so it's not a big deal. But I think it signals just how sharp this guy is because they usually you know start these guys out at that 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 sam position the strong side linebacker position the uh the spot that aziz al-shair uh played the last uh, few years and then they give him some uh some will linebacker reps and then like in their second season they have them starting to play middle linebacker well graham was doing did all that in the in the spring and, and then he was at middle linebacker yesterday i i, I don't think that's his position but it just shows you uh, where his brain is, um, that, that he picked up the defense very quickly. He's a sharp, versatile guy. He's somebody I think you, you keep an eye on, maybe not this year, but in, uh, in, in upcoming seasons. Um, yeah, both, both of the, the rookie tight ends, I think that's something to watch. Um, they, they really like uh, Cameron Latou. The question is how quickly can he – sort of sees that number two role. Uh, they, they definitely see him in that. In the future, he was a, a tight end convert. I mean, he moved right. from not just an offensive position, he moved from uh, outside linebacker to tight end at Alabama. So he's a little bit behind the curve when it comes to learning that position. Um, but uh, you know, where he is at the start of training camp to where he is at the end of training camp, I think will be... Uh, really interesting to watch because he's got all the tools to be that uh, number two guy to to, to uh, George Kittle this year. All right, Matt. Good stuff as always, man. We'll be looking for your work today, training camp as well. You break it down as well as anybody out there. Matt, we always appreciate the time here on the Rose. All right. Anytime, guys.